0: The greatest single-season turnaround in NBA history is complete. Yeah! Banner number 17, soon to be raised to the Raptors. This is the Celtics pregame show with Patrick Gilroy and Jeff Hickman on ESPN New Hampshire.
1: Alright, what's going on everyone? Celtics pregame show here on ESPN New Hampshire. Uh... You're expecting Patrick Gilroy Jeff Hickman. I apologize. This is Jared Scali here filling in again. Usually pressing the buttons and chiming in. Uh, both those guys are uh, traveling salesmen, so they, they, that's to get the best of them this weekend. So I'm here taking you up to the top of the hour here um, for Celtics Sixers. Celtics coming off a win last night. Um, home against the Sacramento Kings here, of course. Uh, uh, the Sixers are also played last night as well. They lost to the Magic. Um Tonight, there's some injuries. We'll get to everything. Uh, some some no-guys not playing for the Sixers. Of course, you're listening to us here uh, on the TuneIn app, ESPNNHRadio.com. Uh, of course, 912.50 a.m. as well. as so The temperature is dropping here on a, on a December 3rd, Saturday evening night. Hope you're all uh, listening to us here, getting ready for the Celtics game, whether you're getting ready to go out. Just appreciate you joining and listening in here. Um, last night was a fun game to watch. It was very stressful, but... Last night made my point even more clear that I made last night on the Celtics pregame show here is that we need Demarcus Cousins on this team and, and I would do anything to get him except maybe trade way too like if don't overpay for him, is what really what I'm going with that. Don't overpay for Demarcus Cousins, but if you can get him here for a decent deal, you do it. Because you watch him play last night, he has that grit. He has that power, that influence on a team that yeah, he might have been a little aggressive and a little over the top at times, but you know, you, you can rein that in around, in a good environment. You can rein that in um, playing for Brad Stevens, playing with Al Horford. Now, if Brad Stevens would like to coach him, that'd be, that would be a nice step in the right direction. But we'll get there. You know, I, I think it's coming. I, I don't know when, but I think last night, anyone who was in favor of DeMarcus Cousins, watching him play last night made it even more apparent why. And some of you Celtics fans who might have not seen him ever play before, um, really puts into perspective what we're all talking about why we want him here, look what he did, and don't get me wrong, Al Horford had a great game last night, but so did Marcus Cousins, so he's powerful, he's aggressive down low, he's unafraid um, to play down low, be aggressive, he can shoot the ball, he can shoot free throws decently well, um, he's also a tough guy, I mean, he got stabbed, basically, across the eye uh, pretty badly by his own teammate, I believe it was Collison who got him across the eye, and he goes into the stitches, starting the next quarter, comes right back out and's playing. You know, no no worries at all. So, if you watched the game last night, you understand why I want Demarcus Cousins here. Um, but that being said, we've got to deal with another big guy tonight, Jilo Um And the Sixers are coming to town uh, tonight. Other guys on this team, uh, Ila Sova doesn't scare me. Gerald Henderson doesn't scare me. Sergio Rodriguez certainly doesn't scare me. Look, this team's terrible, right? They're not good. 4-15, Philadelphia 76ers, 11-8, your Boston Celtics. Looking for their 12th win of the season. Of course, uh, Scott Foster's the ref tonight. That's what, That'll be fun, right? Um, look, there's not much to talk about with this game tonight. Like, when your key matchup is Al Horford versus Julio Okafor, not much. You know, Al Horford's going to dominate that matchup. Second key matchup for, for most people is Isaiah Thomas versus Sergio Rodriguez. Meh, boring, right? Sixers suck. Uh, notable uh, injuries for the, the uh, Sixers tonight. No Joel Embiid. He's resting, uh, just coming back, really getting used to getting his legs underneath them. Isn't playing back to back nights. And they played last night, so he's out for the rest. No Robert Covington with that knee he's dealing with, and Jared Bayless is out still with the rest. So, that being said, three year decent players are not playing for a team that only has four wins. So, I, look, I, I could sit here for an hour and talk about the matchups, the X's and O's to beat the 76ers. It's not that hard. Just help them play. You could probably play street ball and beat the 76ers. They're not good. Right? Um, one thing that intrigues me, though, is the Joel Embiid thing. You know, he's just coming back. Um, what he means to the chemistry of playing with a guy like Joel Okafor Noel, and their Noel, because he hasn't played that much in the, his NBA career, Joel Embiid. He always been hurt after hurt, injury after injury. Watch this game tonight, you know? You have Joel Okafor, who's in the game. Um, one of the guys who, realistically, you probably don't want in a Celtics uniform. Um, Joel Embiid is out. Nerlens Noel is questionable. um Noel is someone I would like on this team, right? I, I, I if you could flip a Brooklyn pick for Nerlens Noel, I'm in. You know, these these talks have been happening all the time because the Sixers have the trees and we have the bushes, right? With uh, the the guards versus the centers. So, look, I would I would do a swap, you know, or or just do a Brooklyn pick. You know, this team's terrible. They're gonna get their pick plus a Brooklyn pick. That's two picks probably in the top two. You know, they're the worst team in the league right now. So. They they'd be more than willing, probably, to take a first round. Right. Now, they'd be dumb if they take that first rounder and take a big man. That, but but that would be the 76ers being the 76ers. So who knows with that one? I would rather, out of those guys, you know, Jaleel Okafor, um, Noel, Joel Embiid, I would want New Orleans Noel. I think he fits well. He's from around here. I think he's the best. I just don't want Jill Okafor. And you're going to see it tonight. You're going to see Al Horford dominate Jaleel Okafor tonight. This game's not going to be close, folks. You realize that, right? This game's not going to be close whatsoever. So, don't sit there and expect it to be. Watch this game. Make sure the Celtics get a win and get out of here. Second night of a back to back, that's what concerns me. You know, last night the Kings pushed you a little bit, probably more than they should have. Kings have a decent roster. They just struggle to really be successful with it because of the chemistry and the situation out there in Sacramento. I I expect the Celtics to win by double digits tonight. I don't think it's ever going to be close, maybe except for like the beginning. And even then, the Celtics are probably going to get out to like a 10 0 start. This team's not good. Now, one, one thing that we can start the show with even more is—and apologize this for the sniffing. I, I, I'm i coming down with a cold. It's getting that time of year, right? Everyone's getting sick. Um, you, you look at the situation for this game. A team—one team coming off a back-to-back who has a win, one and a loss, one's at home. That's the downside. Celtics are traveling, and that could be the thing, you know? That could be what kind of puts you in the struggle bus tonight. You know, you might be tired. Really happy the Sacramento Kings game last night didn't go to overtime because it really had the possibility to, but luckily it didn't. He hit some big shots down the stretch, and we're, you're good to go there, right? Um, tonight, no surprises in the Celtics' starting lineup. No injuries to report on. And Jordan Mickey's down in the D-League. No, nothing crazy, right? Um, you look at the Celtics, not the Celtics' roster, excuse me, the Sixers' roster, Joel Okafor is starting tonight. He's usually their third guy, right, behind those other two. So I look at this matchup tonight, really bad team but they're big right so this is that's going to be the one thing to keep an eye on tonight if you're the Boston Celtics and in their fans you have to look at it as this team still terrible at rebounding your Boston Celtics that is. and you have to worry about Jaleel Okafor and some other taller guys you know is a decent rebounder and Covington can come in from from the wing you know luckily you don't have Embiid playing but you still have uh Sar coming off the bench um you you know they can still rebound the basketball. So that's going to be the key a matchup for me tonight, I think, is looking into this game and seeing, okay, what is it that we can do um, to get the ball off the boards? That's been the struggle all year. That's what we've talked about here and in the post-games and everything we've talked about. It's rebound the basketball and you're going to win games, and that's where this team is struggling because that's where this team doesn't have help. This team struggles to rebound the basketball. And... Last night you you saw it, you know, DeMarcus Cousins destroyed the boards. Al Horford had a good game, but he he got out-rebounded. So I look at this and watch tonight's game and say, okay, another chance for this Celtics team to come in and really just blow it out of the water and really focus on how to fix the rebounding. You're listening to the Celtics pregame show here on ESPN New Hampshire. Uh, Jared Scally here filling in for Patrick Gilroy and Jeff Hickman, taking you up to the top of the hour where uh, Sean Graney and Cedric Maxwell will take over uh, Celtics Sixers in Philadelphia tonight. Um, and like I said, not going to be a good game, I don't think, right? How can it be? I look at this game as an opportunity for the Celtics to work on things, get the bench guys in. Maybe James Young plays tonight. Who knows? You know, we'll see. Um, that being said, one other thing that could be interesting tonight is really see what Jonas Drapeko's role on this team is. Last night he played well. Last night he was able to really c- come in and play well, but against not a great team. Do you want Jonas Drapeko being a main cog on this team? I don't. I mean, I like him. I'd rather him than Tyler Zeller for sure. Because if Tyler Zeller is your main cog, then then you really then you're really bad. You know, and, and that's that's the problem. It's. Uh, the problem with um, this is I-, I think that you have to watch this game carefully. You know, you have to watch this game and really defend what's going on with the front court. The front court is the issue with the Celtics team. We've seen it over and over again, and we're going to keep seeing it, right? It's not going to go away because you're not going to make a move. You're not going to be able to do anything um, until after the season. I don't think the trade deadline's going to spark any fireworks like we've been promised for the last couple years now by Whit Grossbeck and team. It's going to be a a situation where you have to worry about rebounding the basketball. you got to put a booty on someone. That's basic basketball, one-on-one rebounding, right? You put a booty on someone, and you move them out of the way. Um, and the Celtics haven't been able to do that that well. Um, they got to keep an eye on some guys. Tonight, obviously not as big of a deal as it was. You know, Rudy Gay coming off the wing last night. DeMarcus Cousins, big boy. Um, always had to keep an eye on him. But I, I look at this game and go, it's a good chance for the Celtics to really focus on their rebounding. Focus on the front court and what they can do to help. Um I know last night I preached that Kelly Lennock needed to be that guy to step up. I think he is tonight again. Um just to defend and be that front court presence. Now, don't get me wrong, I don't think Al Horford's gonna be as distracted as he was with Demarcus Cousins, and he was will be tonight with Yoloka for. That being said, Al Horford still had a really good game last night. Uh, one of the best of his career here as a Celtic, of course. Not a lot of sample size, but I look at tonight as a chance for them to really patch this up, start to get a feel for what's going on, um, and maybe Kelly O'Leary has a double double. Who knows? Just said some rebounds in there, some points, and that's crazy me saying that. You know, not one to be the Kelly O'Leary fan. Uh, Patrick will tell you that. Jeff will tell you that. Anyone on the ceiling? That side will tell you that. We'll be on post game as well tonight, so don't, don't forget to stick around after the post, uh, after the game. CLNS Radio will be broadcasting live here for the post game show as well. And I've said it everywhere. I don't like Kelly Linnick as a player, um, but he's smart. You know, he does have the basketball IQ. He does have the presence. And on this team, he does fit in some spots, off the bench primarily. Plays well with Marcus Smart. Um, I expect him to have a decent game tonight, but everyone should have a good game tonight. I want Kelly Linnick to get a double-double tonight. That's my prediction. Not going to be a bold prediction because it can't be a bold prediction because you're predicting anyone to play well against the 76ers isn't really a bold prediction, right? So I look at it as a good chance to rebound and a good chance to work on things that you might not really have had time to work on before. Uh, Patrick Gilroy texted me. What did he want from me? Let's see what he wanted. Patrick, Celtics don't have two this year. It's a pick swap for Brooklyn. Yes, I agree with you. I agree with you, Patrick. I was talking about if Philly took our pick, then they'll have theirs and Brooklyn's. So maybe, maybe maybe you should just stay on the road, Patrick. That's what that's what we're talking about here tonight. Uh, again, Celtics pregame show here on ESPN New Hampshire. Um, Again, of course, Jared Scali here filling in for Patrick Gilroy, Jeff Hickman. Uh, We're going to take a break. When we come back on the other side, hopefully I'm a little less sniffly for you, um, as well as I want to touch base on one guy who I want to see play a lot tonight. A lot. Like, I want to see him go up and down the floor. I want to see him in in the majority of the minutes because tonight might be a night where you can see him get some extra minutes.
0: You're listening to Manchester's home of the Boston Celtics. It's ESPN New Hampshire. Heads. Or tails. Kick or receive. With the wind or against the wind. Buy your friend a Bud Light. Buy a stranger a Bud Light. Go to your team's bar. Go to the opposing team's bar. Buy a round during the next truck commercial. Buy a round during the next talking duck commercial. If you're truly up for whatever this weekend, grab the perfect beer for whatever happens. Crisp, refreshing Bud Light. Make two plans and let the NFL coin toss make the call. Enjoy responsibly. Bud Light beer. Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Here's what you missed last week onto the Fantasy Champion Show, presented by North End Subaru and Mazda. Tristan Cockcroft of ESPN.com is our guest. At
2: quarterback, for example, he's got the Browns. giving given up a whole lot of sanity points lately, but they're actually not the top matchup for quarterbacks because if you take the strength of, of opponent, it kind of brings them
0: back down to a top 10 matchup, but not, not the top one. So it's another one of your mathematical schemes, basically. Pretty much, yeah. Get your football Sunday started the right way with the Fantasy Champion Show, Sundays at 10, only here on ESPN New Hampshire Radio.
4: Imagine this, your 13-year-old son is at his friend's house. There's probably a bunch of them, all hanging out in the basement. They're watching TV or maybe playing video games. There's lots of joking around, laughing, maybe some roughhousing, and maybe they're doing shots of whiskey in between beers. And maybe one has gone into the liquor cabinet to see what else he can find. Imagine your kid doing that. New Hampshire ranks second in the nation in alcohol use among 12 to 20-year-olds. And almost a third of our teens report that they started drinking before they were 15. You can check the stats at CheckTheStatsNH.org. As parents, we want to protect our kids, but we have to start now before it's too late. Learn how you can make a difference in your child's life at CheckTheStatsNH.org and help the Partnership for a Drug-Free New Hampshire. Start the conversation today.
1: Whoa! A new
2: digital music player. Thanks, Mom. Oh, I'm glad you like it, because I can't wait to toss the big stereo. And now that we got your dad that big HD TV he wanted, we can throw out our old TV, too. Hold up. You can't just throw out electronics. Really? They need
1: to be recycled or donated. And how would we do that? (laughs) It's so easy, Mom. Today, recycling electronics is just as easy as buying them. GreenerGadgets.org has all the info. We just enter our zip code to find a certified recycling center nearby. There are thousands of them, and new ones are being added all the time. Some of our local stores are even certified recycling locations.
4: I like that.
1: Did you know that some of the stuff in our old electronics could be
2: used to make new products and conserve natural resources? Well, okay then, let's gather them up. Um, what was that website again? Greenergadgets.org. We just enter our zip code and go. Take a look under your bed find stuff under there? What about jobs? No? Now try your basement. There's a pair of overalls that, overall, you're not so into anymore. A perfectly good laptop that hasn't seen your lap in months. And even more stuff. But still no jobs? Well, you really have both. See, stuff is defined as household articles considered as a group. Sometimes this stuff is no longer needed. Wait, no longer needed? That can't be right. Because remember those jobs you were looking for? Those are really needed. And they're the stuff inside your stuff. Even inside that winter coat that moved with you to Phoenix.
0: Digital with ESPN New Hampshire. Follow us on TuneIn.
1: All right, welcome back. Celtics pregame show, ESPN, New Hampshire. Jared Scally here filling in for you uh, with Patrick Gilroy and Jeff Hickman out on assignment. Boys, if you're listening, I feel bad for you. Um, but that being said, uh, we're back here. Celtics pregame show. Tune in at ESPNNHradio.com. Welcome in. Celtics taking on the Sixers tonight. We're taking you up to the bottom of the hour, top of the hour, whatever you want to call it, uh, when Sean Graney and Cedric Maxwell take over. Uh, before the break, I, I gave you a little, little big market, small market radio tease. Either way, it's a great tease. Uh, I'll toot my own horn there. Um, I want one guy in particular to really get some minutes tonight. Um, this guy right now is averaging 18.7 minutes per game, so not terrible. Um, some people think they should, they should eat into the 30.6 minutes that Marcus Smart's getting per game. I'm not one of them, but I want to see this guy get more minutes. Um, this is a good opportunity for him because I think a big key to the game um, for the Celtics tonight is moving the ball. Really move the ball and stay consistent from the starters to the bench, you know. The Celtics got off to a big lead last night, right? And and there's no question why. They were moving the ball. They were aggressive in moving the ball. They were able to push the tempo, get the extra pass, and really find the open guy. And then the bench came in, and all of a sudden it lacked, right? Tonight, I need Terry Rozier to be playing a lot. I think it's his time, right? I I think that Terry Rozier, like I said, is averaging 18.7 minutes per game, only 6.2 points, um, he is only averaging, follow my stat line here, uh, 1.8 assists per game. So two two assists per game. I want that numbers up. I want him to take charge of the second unit, right? I think that he should be playing consistent minutes, um, and really I think he's going to have his time to shine here. He needs to be the guy to really help take charge of that second unit with Marcus Smart and Kelly Olenek, and he needs to help with that ball movement issue because – a huge key to that game last night was the fact that the and the reason why the Kings really were in it as long as they were and all the way through the end of that game is because the bench didn't play too hot, you know? The bench didn't play as well as they needed to to be kind of consistently blowing out this team. I look at tonight and say what can they do to fix it? And that's ball movement, right? That's just getting the extra pass, really staying consistent and the starters were good at that. That's why the Suns got off to a good lead last night. Bench couldn't keep it. And that's the reason why. They weren't able to move the ball. They weren't looking to make the extra pass. It became a lot of isolation basketball. And boom, that's what happens. Right? It's not good. Yeah, NBA, most times, isolation basketball can win. But that's when you have LeBron James. That's when you have Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, all these guys playing one-on-one basketball. Right now, we don't have that. So you need to make the extra pass. You need to be the San Antonio Spurs. You need to be the Golden State Warriors when they're not playing ISO basketball because they do that really well, to be completely honest. The Warriors really do move the ball well, but they they also play hero ball at times. You need to be these teams who are willing to make the extra pass. You need to be, um, cross sport here, the Patriots, without multiple weapons, 2007. No, not 2007, excuse me, 2009. You need to be these kind of teams that are willing to play together as a team and make the extra pass, and that's what they didn't do last night, and that's what they got to do tonight. And that's what I want to watch them do, and I think Tarras can be a big factor in that. I want to see Terry Rozier get more minutes. I want to see him become more of an impactful player on this team. And that's going to be with more consistent minutes. Because right now, like I said, not getting consistent minutes as than Marcus Smart is. eighteen seven to Marcus is 30.6. Now, I'm not saying play more than Marcus Smart. I'm never going to do that. Because I really like Marcus Smart as a player. But I like Terry Rozier, too. And he should be playing more than 18, whatever I said it was, per minutes per game. 18.7. Trying to be exact for you people out there listening. You know? I look at it as it's hard to really get this guy to develop the way you want to when he's not playing consistent minutes, right? He plays a lot one game, plays a little the next game, you know, so he averages out to 18.7. There's some games where he plays 20-25. There's some games where he plays five, you know, especially now with Jalen Brown apparently being benched on this team, getting 13 minutes a game, and he was starting at one point, you know, when Jay Crowder wasn't there, but he doesn't look ready to be in in the big time. He doesn't look ready. So I look at this and look at who's who's left to kind of step up, and I, I give it to Terry Rozier. He needs to be another spark plug, but he is, also needs to be a true point guard because Marcus Smart isn't a true point guard. Yeah, he can handle the ball, and I've given him credit. You know, I'm here to defend the guy. I like the guy as a player. He brings that grit, He brings that toughness, right? But he doesn't bring the ball handling yet. It's gotten better. Don't get me wrong. It's gotten much better. But he's not there yet. He's not at that point where you can say, Marcus, Mark, go run my offense. You know what? Go ahead. Go run the offense. I'll let you tell you what place they Just on. He still can't do that. So Terry Rozier has the ability to do that. Now, I say that because he reminds me a lot of Rondo. He does. And I, I think I'm not the first one to say that. A guy who can run around scrappiness, is really quick off the ball, can handle the ball well, can have some decent passes in them, and then is a streaky shooter. Now, his shooting is better than Rondo's I, already because Ronald's not a good shooter at all. And he's playing well in Chicago, but he's not a good shooter. Terry Rozier has already worked on his shot. His three-point game's been great. I-, I said it from the beginning of the year. I wanted Terry Rozier to be the breakout shooter for this team, and it- it's getting there. You know, it's slowly getting there. I want him tonight to come into this game and really just push, really push this Philadelphia 76ers team that, like I said, isn't good. This is a great chance for Terry Rozier to get some meaningful minutes in a game where, you know, yeah, they're not going to be winning. I mean, they're not going to be losing. But you know, maybe let him play against Sergio Rodriguez a little bit. Play against some of these guys. Let him really get aggressive and kind of run this offense. Maybe you give him a couple plays down the stretch here. If he's playing, should be. Come on now, Brad Stevens. Let him play. Let the kid play, right? Um, maybe you give him the chance to run the offense. You know, let let him call plays. I know I know Brad likes to be in control, but I I think maybe you give him a little more power tonight. Little more little more oomph tonight for Terry Rozier because. I know Patrick will be happy to hear that. You you need to get this guy start to develop. You're not gonna win an NBA championship this year. And if you believe that, if you're 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 obviously playing to win, everyone plays to win most times, right? But you have to also sit here and look at it as a situation where you need to get some of these guys to develop while they are playing to win. Look at the Bruins. The Bruins are doing it pretty well now, finally. Right? Took them long enough. They are doing it the right way by allowing this team to develop the younger guys are in in meaningful minutes for the Bruins, Carlo Pasternak, those guys, while still playing the veterans, and Chara, Bergeron, and Rask. You know, like you're playing to win, but letting the young guys fail and still play. You know, back in the old days, Claude would have just said, "Screw you, go on the bench," aka Spooter. a Ryan Spooner. Hate to cross sports, I'll bring it, but let's bring it back to the Celtics here. Um, they need to be that kind of situation. You know, you need to play veterans like Al Horford and these guys, and still let. Terry Rozier get meaningful minutes. Let Terry Rozier play on the same situation as Al Horford. You know, let him and Al Horford run the pick and roll. You need to start working these guys in. Obviously, it's different than hockey, but you need to start working these guys in a little bit more. You need to start really pushing the tempo and getting some of these young guys in. Now, James Young, hopeless, hopeless. James Young is right. He, he's not good, and we obviously saw a spark plug about a month ago. Now, I think it was um, he played well in that one game, but. James Young's useless. He's playing what's his actual official number here? He's playing officially five point eight minutes per game. Uh only eight tenths of a minute more than Demetrius Jackson's getting. You're right. James Young's not gonna get minutes on this team. And this is why I would have rather RJ Hunter get that spot, because James Young's not playing, right? Let RJ Hunter develop into a shooter that you need. And I think RJ Hunter's gonna develop into a shooter that the Celtics need, and now he's not on the roster anymore. So I think they screwed that one up. But that's a story for another day. I look at Terry Rozier, I think he can make this motor run. I think he can play well with Marcus Smart and Kelly Olynyk. Because I've said it last night too on the pregame show here before they played the Kings, right? Kelly Olenek and Marcus Smart do play well together. I think coming in, them starting together, playing on these teams well, you know, with Sollinger and these guys and Evan Turner and they developed a chemistry in the pick and roll game. They developed a chemistry on the court. So them playing off the bench together is smart, right? And and no pun intended, really, I promise. I think those two playing together are really a key to this team moving forward here. And you look at what's coming up, and you hope that Terry Rozier can get some time here. Because you're playing the Sixers, right? Like I said, a game that's just not that's not going to be close. And if it is, then, then that's not good. If tonight's close, guys, really, then you're, you, you need to take a hard look at how hard you played. And maybe it was one of those games where I always talk about where you just didn't show up to play. You didn't show up to play. Um, and hopefully they do. You got the Sixers tonight. Then, Monday night, you're at Houston. Wednesday night, you're in Orlando. Both winnable games. Houston's playing okay. Friday night next week, December 9th, you're playing against the Raptors at home. Then at the Thunder, and then at the Spurs. And then home versus the Hornets. Look at this right there. Ready? Between now and Wednesday, December 14th, you have one home game. And now, between now, one, two, three. Between now and Christmas, you have three home games. So, you're on the road a lot, this team is. You're on the road a heck of a lot. Three games between now and Christmas you have at home. This is the 11th road game they have so far, but you're going to add up road games real quick. They're playing a majority of their road, like more than 50% of their road schedule this half of the year. It's crazy. So, and, you have to play the Thunder twice between now and Christmas. One of them home, one of them on the road. so, you don't have an easy stretch here come December. Rockets, Magic, easy, probably wins, right? Tonight should be a win. If it isn't, I'm going home. I'm done. Raptors at Thunder, at Spurs versus the Hornets at home, that could be a loss. The Heat will probably be a win. At Memphis, that could be a win. At the Pacers, you know, they're not playing great. That should be could be a loss. But then you have home against the Thunder the day before Christmas Eve and then on Christmas at New York Knicks at 12 o'clock, right? So... This isn't a good situation. You you need to take advantage of the Boston Celtics of games like this. Take the time to work on things and then get your starters out to rest because now it's the second out of a back-to-back. You have to play Monday night, Wednesday, and Friday. So you're you're kind of getting consistently into an every-other-day thing here. And I look at this as a great chance to get the starters in and then help the bench get their oomph back, if you want to call it that, right? You want to get the bench in there as much as possible tonight, and that and that's where Terry Rozier is going to get his minutes. Stars are going to come in. Stars are same as usual. And look, I don't want this, Brad Stevens to change the starting lineup up or anything like that. I don't. Want, I'm not asking you to say, okay, here's Terry Rozier. You know, I'm not asking him to do that. I'm asking him to get a feel for what Terry Rozier can do in a game like this. I want Terry Rozier to play a decent amount of minutes tonight. And look, I know there's been questions, right? There's been questions about this team and whether or not Brad Stevens should shake up the starting lineup, whether they need to shake up the starting lineup. I don't think they need to do that. Do you? I think that'd be crazy. Right now, they're they're playing okay. Now, I I hear, and don't get me wrong, this is me being biased to not liking Kelly Olynyk because people want Kelly Olynyk, it seems like, in the starting lineup. I don't. For two reasons. One, I don't like him as a player. And two, he plays really well off the bench. You need some people who play well off the bench to actually play off the bench, right? You can't have all your good bench guys. Well, well he deserves a start too. Well, maybe. But, like I said, him and Marcus Smart, and as much as I want Marcus Smart in the starting lineup, like you all want Kelly Olynyk in the starting lineup, they play better off the bench. They're spark plugs. They're not consistent long-term players. They're not driven success long-term players. They're not. So you have to look at this and go, Okay, what's better for the team? Marcus Smart. Get on the bench. We'll put you in. And Marcus Smart's the sixth man on this team right now. Kelly Olynyk, get on the bench. We'll put you in. Come in and come get a spark plug. As soon as you start missing threes, you're coming out. That's what they are. Right now, to this team. Do I think Marcus Smart could be a star in the NBA? Of course I do. Do I think Kelly Olynyk could be a starter in this league? Of course I do, on a bad team. I like Marcus Smart a lot as a player. A lot of people don't. Doesn't mean I like him in the starting lineup. On a championship-caliber team, he's coming off the bench. So he's in that role now. Now, Are they a championship contender team? Of course not. But he's not as good as the starting five. I'm not going to sit Avery Bradley for Marcus Smart. I'm not going to sit Isaiah Thomas for Marcus Smart. And I'll apologize for that one now. If anyone remembers, I said that last year. I wanted Isaiah Thomas back on the bench. But of course he deserves to start. This team is in a good place, right? But they're, they're still pieces away. So they need to develop these guys. They need to really push the envelope with playing the younger guys like Terry Rozier in this game tonight. You have to take advantage of games like this, games you know you're going to win. The Sixers, you know, the Timberwolves, games that teams aren't playing well. You can take advantage of some injuries. Look, you got three guys out: Embiid, Covington, and Bayless. Those are good guys. You know, like they're, they're decent players. Embiid is going to be a good player. You know, he's not hurt, but he's resting tonight. Take advantage of that. Take advantage of Embiid not being down there to terrorize Kelly Olenek. Because I think I love Joel Embiid as a player. And would I take him here? Probably not. I'd rather Nerlens Noel. And Noel might not play tonight either. We don't know. That being said, Embiid's still a decent basketball player and there's a reason why they picked him. Not just to get more trees in the field there. He's a good player. So not having him is a one-up for the Celtics. Take advantage of that. Get Tyler Zeller some confidence tonight. You should be able to play those guys tonight. And that's what, lo- that's what I'm looking for. If you're Brad Stevens, you, you, you're coming in with the game plan of, okay, well, let's put the starters in, right? Put the starters. Normal as B. Let's get the bench in tonight. Let's get everybody in tonight. This is one of those games. This is the, there should be a mercy rule in the NBA-type game, Right? I think a lot of people would love a mercy rule in the NBA game, like you do in, like, uh, I don't know what they call basketball for little kids anymore. It's not peewee, that's football, but you get my point. Little Tykes basketball, mercy rule, running clock, whatever you want to call it. That's what is, I expect out of this game tonight. That's what I want out of this game tonight. I want the Celtics team to come in here and have to force a what would be a running clock situation if it was actually a rule. That's what I look at. And you have the ability to do that tonight, right? You guys, Some guys out for Philly, not a good team. They're not a good team, let's be real. We, we know that. They have, what, four wins? Yeah, four wins. They're at the bottom of the barrel. They're right there with Brooklyn, right? The more you, I mean, if you want to root for them to win, so Brooklyn can get worse in the seedings here for you if you don't trade the pick, whatever, but don't root for them to beat the Celtics because then if they beat the Celtics, you have more problems, right? You have a lot more problems than them winning one, them losing a game. This is the Salt Lake's pregame show here on ESPN New Hampshire. Jared Scali here filling in for Patrick Gilroy, Jeff Hickman. Of course, you're here on the TuneIn app, ESPNNHradio.com. Before we go to break here, I do want to touch on one other thing. And I, I think it's it's I kind of hinted at it and I kind of brought it up quickly. People have been asking to change the starting lineup. Why? Why do you do that? Right now, I think Amir Johnson is obviously the weakest person in the starting lineup, no question, because the other four are IT, Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, and Al Horford. So by default, and I mean not hard to default it, Amir Johnson is the worst player in the starting lineup. Doesn't mean he doesn't fit well at that, you know? He seems to play well with Al Horford. He's a good second tree. He plays hard. He fights hard. He's not getting as many minutes as some of these guys, but he's a good player from the start. And then Kelly Linick provides that spark plug because Kelly Linick plays well next to Al Horford as well. I think that's why a lot of people want him to be plugged into the starting lineup. But any losing issues right now isn't because of Amir Johnson in the starting lineup. It's because of games where Marcus Smart makes mistakes, Kelly Linnick makes mistakes, uh, shooting isn't 100% or whatever, and it's things like that. And I mentioned it earlier as one of my bigger keys to the game. It's move the ball as the bench. Move the ball. Because you need to do that, and really that's where this team succeeds the most. You move the ball as the Celtics team, and that's when you become a machine. I wouldn't say a machine. That's a very strong word. You're not the Spurs. But if you move the ball with this roster, that is what this team succeeds at. That's when this team moves, because you make the extra pass, you end up with Al Horford for an open three, Jay Crowder. um, You end up with IT maybe making the extra pass to Al Horford down low, You make the extra pass with this team, and that's when they get their best because you're going to get them open shots, right? Amir Johnson is good. I like him as a player, right? And I think he fits well. Don't change the starting line. Fix the issues of moving the ball, playing solid defense, and actually showing up every night to play because we've seen it. Some nights they play not 110%, and I say this over and over again. This team is not good enough to just show up and play, to win any of these games. We started against Brooklyn opening night. They played hard, they stopped, they went 75%, and they almost lost the opening night game to the Brooklyn Nets. Let that sink in. Now, you have to go into this as, okay, we're going to try hard. Because last night, if they played 110% the whole night, the whole night, it wouldn't have been close to the end. You wouldn't have been worried about overtime, the game coming down to the wire, maybe playing extra basketball, like I said, to go to overtime, and then having to worry about traveling right after that game to play a back-to-back. Because then that would be a trap game. If you had to play overtime last night against the stupid Sacramento Kings, you would have to work your butt off to win that game and then get back on the plane, go to Philly, and then go to Philly tonight and try to win a game. That's when I would have been scared of this game. But they didn't go to overtime. They didn't have to play an extra basketball. They got on the plane. It was warmed up for them in the fourth quarter. They were good to go. They're not losing this game tonight, people. And if you think they are, then you're not looking close enough at this roster. That being said... They don't need to change the starting lineup. And anyone who thinks they need to change the starting lineup is kind of ridiculous in my eyes. Uh, this is the Celtics pregame show, ESPN New Hampshire, ESPNNHradio.com. Uh, of course, you're listening to us on the TuneIn app, 912.50 a.m. as well. If you want to join me for the last segment here, go for it. 603-883-9900. I have tickets to give away. I'm going to do that. Patrick Gilroy usually does the bribing. We're going to bribe. Tickets to a few upcoming home game. Uh, Patrick Gilroy has them. We're going to give those away. If you if you call and join the show, 603-883-9900. Uh, do it now because I fair warn you, I am alone in the studio. So get on the get on during the break here, 603-883-9900. If you come in and talk to me on the air, I'll make sure you get to Celtics tickets to an upcoming game. Uh, Plenty of Celtics available as well at Celtics.com. Uh, Thank you to the Celtics, of course, for helping us out here. Uh, we'll be right back. Celtics pregame show, ESPN New Hampshire.
2: Chelsea, guess what? I found out my friend at school is going to be moving into a new house. Oh, really? That's cool. Where is she moving to? They don't know yet. They're still looking. Do you think they'll ever be able to find a house? Oh, sure. Especially if they go to see Daddy at Pinnacle Mortgage. Right, Isabel? That's right, Chelsea. They'll get low rates, great service, and many options to choose from. You see, Pinnacle Mortgage offers FHA, VA, USDA, conventional, and New Hampshire Housing First-Time Buyers Program. Grams. Right, Owen?
5: That's right. So, Maddie,
1: you should tell your friend's parents to go see Dad and the staff at Pinnacle Mortgage.
2: Pinnacle Mortgage. Call 603-518-7900. Pinnacle Mortgage. 65 Market Street, Manchester. And online at PinnacleMTGCorp.com. Pinnacle Mortgage. NMLS number 1323739. Licensed by the New Hampshire Banking Department. Connecticut Mortgage Broker License Number MB1323739. Main Loan Broker License Number 1323739. Kurt Stranson, NMLS number 22202. Equal housing opportunity. PinnacleMTGCorp.com. How would you like your office to be located in the
0: heart of downtown Manchester? The former Ted Heberts building at 922 Elm Street is ready to house your business. With over 28,000 square feet available, the time is right for your business to maximize this rare opportunity. Again, there is now office space available at 922 Elm Street, the old Ted Heberts building, but it won't last long. Contact Tom Finney at 603-647-6800 or visit loopnet.com. Com.
6: Did you know there are medical grants available for families struggling with child health related expenses? The United Healthcare Children's Foundation is currently seeking grant applications from families in need of financial assistance to help pay for their child's health care treatments, services, or equipment not covered or not fully covered by their commercial health insurance plan. Grants are often used to pay for medical services and equipment such as physical, occupational and speech therapy, counseling services, surgeries, prescriptions, wheelchairs, orthotics, eyeglasses and hearing aids. Parents and legal guardians may apply for grants up to $5,000 at www.uhccf.org. That's www.uhccf.org. To be eligible for grants, children must be 16 years of age or younger, families must meet economic guidelines, reside in the United States and have a commercial health insurance plan. Families do not need to have insurance to United Healthcare to be eligible. Last year the United Healthcare Children's Foundation awarded medical grants to more than 2,000 children. This has been a public service message from the United Healthcare Children's Foundation.
5: Hi, I'm Johnny Erkson Tata and recently at the mall, I wheeled past a woman who was offering people a little tray full of food samples, barbecued pieces of chicken on toothpicks, She said to me, may I offer you one? And she held it up, at which point I directed my friend to take it and put it in my mouth. (gasps) Immediately the woman apologized profusely, saying, oh, I'm so sorry. I did not realize you were, I I mean, I, I didn't know you couldn't use your hands. She was horrified, but I told her, don't worry, it's okay. I said, next time, if you want to offer a sample and you see the person has a disability, just say, do you need any assistance? Well, this lady was so grateful, so thankful I had given her useful language should it happen again in the future. And from DisabilityCampaign.org, I hope that this little lesson provides you with useful language too. It's always good to ask if someone's assistance.
0: Facebook, SoundCloud, Instagram, and Twitter. Find us all over the social media scene at ESPN New Hampshire.
1: All right, Celtics pregame show, final segment here on ESPN New Hampshire. So we take it up till 7 o'clock here, and we uh, hand it off to Sean Grandy, Cedric Maxwell, as they are in Philadelphia, to have your Boston Celtics take on the Philadelphia 76ers here. Uh, you'll hear that game right here on ESPN New Hampshire. Uh, right after I get off air here, here, again, this is Jared Scally here, filling in for Patrick Gilroy and Jeff Hickman. A little under the weather, but, man, we're fighting through it here. I love my Boston Celtics. I know you do, too, uh, chugging along here and. We could talk about how much the the, the Sixers suck and the Celtics are going to blow them out, and I could do it, but I'm not going to because it's boring. We don't want to talk about that. Um, one thing I do want to talk about the well, last ten minutes or so that we got here is Jalen Brown. I mentioned him earlier in the earlier in the show that he wasn't playing the the minutes that he probably expected to when he got drafted. Right? Everyone poised him as you know the guy that could really really play some minutes on this team and really make an impact and everyone's like oh well don't forget you got Jalen Brown too like oh we got Horford and oh you didn't get Kevin Durant oh well you got Jalen Brown no 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 no. and I know not everyone said that so I'm not putting everyone under the bus here but not everyone didn't say that either you know some people said that some people said oh well, Kelly Olenek in his tie-dye shirt couldn't go get Kevin Durant oh well we got we got Jalen Brown don't forget we got the pick which turned out to be Jalen Brown we got we still have Jay Crowder because we didn't trade him for Jimmy Butler. Stupid. Uh, you still got all these guys, and you still have Al Horford because he signed here as a free agent. All is fixed because Al Horford signed here. No, not. Not fixed at all. You still see weaknesses. You still need a wing scorer, and you still need a big man. Now, Demarcus Cousins, I still think, is the best answer to the big man problem. I think Jalen Brown can be the answer to the wing man, but we don't know that. You wasted a third pick on him. At least let the guy play. In the last five games, he's played four minutes, six minutes, Nine minutes, four minutes, and four minutes. Not good. This is the third overall pick, in a guy where clearly they liked him because they passed off some other guys like Chris Dunn and those guys, who we all thought they were going to try to take, to pick a guy who wasn't even projected to really be picked in the top ten. They overpaid for this guy, but they have to show us why. Clearly they don't have, and I don't know if this is Brad Stevens or Danny Ainge coming down to make this decision, but he's not playing right now. He's not playing at all. And this even is another chance. I brought up earlier in the show, Terry Rozier is going to get some minutes tonight. Why can't Jalen Brown? You're playing the stupid 76ers. Why can't Jalen Brown get some actual minutes again tonight? I understand that you have lost faith in the kid. He's also a kid, might I add you. So don't forget that there, Brad Stevens. But this might be a good game to try to build some rapport back. If you're not going to send him to the D-League, which... I don't know if I actually necessarily agree with anyway. if that actually happened. I'd rather him play up here and fail than play in the D-League and just kill everybody, right? It's a waste of time. Let the guy play. Let the kid play and really show you what he has. Because when he was playing earlier in the year, he had some minutes. He had some good minutes. You know, that game against Cleveland, I think, is what this kid can be. And maybe even more. But he can't develop. He can't do anything if the kid's sitting on the end of the bench with his short shorts running up his rear end and not playing. I love the fact that he wears short shorts, by the way love that Jalen Brown had and and the fact that when somebody asked him about it earlier in the year he just said well Jalen Brown's comfortable in them love it he this kid has a little cockiness to him this guy has a little ego to him I love it you need those kind of players in this league you do you cannot win with uh, with 12 guys on this roster all good guys you need some bad guys or not even bad guys you need some grit you need some anger you need some confidence that's where DeMarcus Cousins comes in one he brings that That's where Jalen Brown comes in. I think Jalen Brown has some cockiness to his game. Now, do I necessarily think that he deserves to be the guy? Is he going to ever be the guy here in Boston? No. But he's the most intriguing pick we've had since Paul Pierce. Let the kid play. Paul Pierce wasn't perfect when he first started playing. Now he was better than what Jalen Brown's been doing. But you don't know what Jalen Brown can do now because Paul Pierce came in when he got drafted back in the day out of Kansas. Stud that he is the closer that he is. He didn't become that closer by sitting on the bench. He didn't become their best player and now a future potential Hall of Famer and Celtics retired number and all that, and NBA champion, NBA Finals MVP, clutch shooter, hard-nosed gritty player. He didn't become that by sitting on the last spot on the bench with his short shorts running up his rear end, did he? No. Jalen Brown is in that same boat right now. He's on the end of the bench with a guy who shouldn't be there anyway in James Young He's becoming best friends with James Young right now, and that's not good. You need a guy like Jalen Brown to be playing. Now, I don't necessarily need him to be playing 30 minutes a night, but you should should not be averaging like five minutes a night for a third overall pick on a team that clearly isn't going to win an NBA championship. You need to know what you have. You need to know what's on this roster, and no one's going to know what Jalen Brown is unless he plays. And tonight's a great, like I said, tonight's a great opportunity for him to get some minutes back in this game because you're playing a team against Philly. The starters should come in and take care of their job and give the bench guys an opportunity to play. You put Jalen Brown in the game. You do. You have to do it. Now, do I think, like I said, he doesn't need to play all the time, but he should be getting more minutes. He hasn't cracked 10 minutes playing time in like forever. You need to... Push the tempo with him and let him get his confidence back. And him getting his confidence back is what is able to do this. Now, am I concerned? That's a big question I've been hearing. Came up last night on the post-game show as well. Am I concerned that he hasn't been playing? You bet I am. Have you been listening? (laughs) Like, he isn't going to develop. He isn't going to get into what he is unless he plays, right? I, I think Patrick and Jeff agree with me. I don't know don't really care if they agree with me. This is what it is. Jalen Brown needs to play more. Everyone complains that the Celtics wasted a third-round pick on him, right? Everyone sits here and complains that, oh, why did you trade up for the guy? Why did you not sign Chris Dunn so you could trade with Chicago? Well, has Chris Dunn been traded to Chicago yet? No. Clearly, they didn't want to get Jimmy Butler in the first place, so that the argument's out of the window. But all those guys who are saying that, all those people who are saying that right now and who are saying that at the draft... Have a point. Because at this point, what, wouldn't you rather Chris Dunn on this team than Jalen Brown? But you don't know what Jalen Brown is. You don't know what Jalen Brown is. And for someone who got the praise of Danny Ainge, Whit Grossbeck, everyone said when they drafted Jalen Brown, and ownership, Danny Ainge, all those guys, higher-ups, the brass of the Celtics organization, if you will, all said, we love this guy. We drafted him for his intensity, his, his, his sense for the game, We drafted him to be a winner because he works hard. And he's already a Celtic. He plays like a Celtic. Okay, let him play. Let him prove to us that he is a Celtic. Let me know what you're talking about. Because right now, you're not showing me what you had, the confidence that you had. I'm not seeing the confidence that you had, Danny, when you drafted this guy third overall. Now, I'm still in favor of the pick. I I am. And when it happened, I was one of the few who said, let's let it play out. Let's let it sink in play out and really figure out what's going on but now now i'm i'm still confident of the player but i'm not confident in the team why isn't he playing let him play he's gonna he's gonna suck for a little bit he's gonna have mistakes he's gonna have kinks in his game he's a rookie he's a rookie coming out of school who wasn't projected to go this high and has a, a huge amount of expectations on his shoulders because he was drafted third overall Evan Turner never really got off that syndrome of being drafted second overall, right? And now he sucks in Portland again. So obviously the system helps. But if this system helps, play Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown can flourish in the system, but he's got to play. Jalen Brown has got to get the minutes, right? I look at and I and I, and I and I completely understand. Like expectations were high. He played. He's not playing the same minutes that a third overall pick typically plays, but also not a typical situation, right? He's not—he's not on a team that had lost almost two thirds of their game, if not more, right? He got drafted to a good team because of the trade that Danny made to acquire the Brooklyn pick, but now you got to play him, right? I don't care. Like the Celtics aren't a championship contender. It's not like one thing where it's not like the Cavs had this pick, picked up Jalen Brown, and said, "Okay, learn from LeBron," right? Pick up what he wants. We want you to be here long-term. We're going to get you in, but just understand we want you to learn what LeBron does, right? It's not that situation. It's... Who's there? Jay Crowder? I think Jalen Brown could become a better player than Jay Crowder. Jay Crowder's nothing w- super special by any means, right? Well, don't, and, I'm, and don't yell at me now, guys. Like, don't, don't do it. If you want to say anything to me, go for it. At Jscal Radio 18 on Twitter. But it's like... You got to let this kid play to develop. I think, and I, I'm going to say this now, and I believe this, and I'll say it again tomorrow on my show on Sunday. Sit down. I'll say it on the post game show tonight as well when I get to chime in with the boys. Jalen Brown is going to be a better player in this league than Jay Crowder. Yes, Jaylen, Jay Crowder is a defensive nightmare. I get that. Yes, he has the heart and the grit. I get that. But Jalen Brown is going to be a more dominant player in this league than Jay Crowder. Look at the skill set he already has. Not a lot of guys have the tenacity to go to the rim the way Jalen Brown already does. He has a knack for the rim, and that's hard to have. That's hard to find, right? You have endorsements from Jimmy Butler himself. Jimmy Butler compared himself to Jalen Brown at the same at this age. So you're telling me that Jalen Brown could turn to Jimmy Butler? Probably not. Maybe. But we don't know. And this is my point. Jalen Brown again, four six nine four four. The last five games, that's what he's averaging for playing time. That's not right. That's not what it should be. It should be. I'm not saying double digits every night, but he should have more. In five games, he should not be playing under 10 minutes every game. This guy could be something special. You took a third round pick on this guy, one of the coveted Brooklyn picks that we've talked on this show of nauseam about because there are some nights where we just can't talk about the game. Every time we're on this show, Patrick, Jeff, and or myself talk about the Brooklyn picks because they're godly. What, what Danny Ainge did for those picks is obscenely good. But now he's going to start cashing in. And this is the time to start cashing in. And you pick Jalen Brown. You didn't trade the pick. I get it. You don't want to give up Jay Crowder for Jimmy Butler. The asking price was too high. I agree with that. The asking price for that Jimmy Butler deal in the offseason of the draft was too, too much, way too much. But that being said... You need to start letting this kid play. And look, I'm going to sit here and say he's probably, as much as I want him to, he might not play that much tonight. I think he should. It makes too much sense in the world for him to play 10, 15 minutes tonight. Because if the starters take care of their job and the bench does what they're supposed to do, like we were talking about earlier in the show, move the ball, really be well, Jalen Brown should get some minutes. But I also don't think it should come to that. Jalen Brown should be playing. Jalen Brown needs to be playing because right now you're trying to figure out what you have for the future and the future is potentially Jalen Brown you don't know what Danny Ainge is going to do with those draft picks this year and next year if we if we want to swap with Brooklyn or not you don't know if they're going to do that you don't know if we're going to trade these picks so this is the time this is the time to see what Jalen Brown has to really understand what this is because if you think you have something in Jalen Brown and he starts to show something by the trade deadline then you're also able to really understand maybe, oh, maybe I don't need those two Brooklyn picks. Maybe then I can go flop it for DeMarcus Cousins or switch one for New Orleans Noel. You're going to understand what you have on this roster now to really understand how valuable those Brooklyn picks this year and next year are to you. So, is what it is. I look for Jalen Brown to play along tonight. Celtics pregame show, ESPN New Hampshire. Appreciate it. Jared Scali here for Patrick Gilroy and Jeff Hickman. Coming up next, we're going to pass it over to the boys, Sean Grandy, Cedric Maxwell, for their version of Those fastest 30 minutes in the NBA, that's what they call it. That's what we're going to pass you off to. Don't forget, tune in after the game for post-game show CLNS, and the boys will be here broadcasting on ESPN New Hampshire. I'll be chiming in as well. Uh, I'll be back tomorrow, Sunday sit-down, 11 a.m. This is Celtics pregame, ESPN New Hampshire.